what episode is this? 24. Wow, dude, I've missed. I think the last one I was on was... The one before the last. So after we got back from our Alabama trip. It was probably like 21, 22. 21, yeah. So this is 23. Welcome back to Ducks on the Podcast. Coming to you live from work. Cherry Creek. Benjamin is looking at his phone. Um, he should not be. But we've had a lot to uh, uh, think about. And we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. All this information we've been absorbing, all the things we've been doing, we finally have the opportunity to talk about it. What have you been up to, Benjamin? Um, well, since the last episode, which was middle of April, let's just see, what, I, what, have, what have I done? I took uh, the motorcycle class um, training with Andrew. That was about three weekends ago. And then... Last Friday, got my wisdom teeth out. So there's been some ups and downs in my life right now. Motorcycles are very fun. Yeah, I, I reached a peak, of like adrenaline, you know, fun, excitement, and I just like crashed. And then a week, you're sedated. Yeah, I'm sedated, and I can't eat that much food. It sucks. Yeah, and we men- we metabolize food like crazy. Yeah, and I need to eat like fatty, like hard food. I can't be eating like applesauce, oatmeal, pasta. I'm starting to eat like chicken and everything, but. Like uh, like chicken that you like, without the breading. Yeah, yeah. That's I'll what just, I like, cut that up and everything. But that's what I need. Like I just can't eat back here. That's the hard thing. Even now. Oh man, chewing. It took, it took Andrew like two weeks, two or three weeks. Jesus. So. Yeah, drama. What what's been going on in your life, Marco? Well, uh, I've been taking rule two from Beyond Order. And the, uh, the idea in for our work week, which is uh, focus on one thing. Yeah. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, turn, your, turn your, your information, the information that you gain, turn it into action. And I've been, my whole lot in life has been learning Italian for this, this month, my whole lot this yeah. month and the next two months. So what actions have you taken towards? So I have that book. I asked, I asked my professor if she, well my professor actually said she'll lend me that book and then she came and then when the next day she came in and gave me the book so I read that book I've been reading that a lot and I told Andrew earlier that I've never felt more fulfilled in my life reading because I'm putting it into productivity yeah you know like I mean I love reading obviously but when I first started reading it wasn't it was like this like new thing like oh I'm so productive now like this is great. And then eventually I, I, like I start reading these books. Like, For Our Workweek says, reading is, is not the most productive thing you can do. Yeah, there's people that read too much. Mm-hmm. And they think they're being very productive, but at the same time, they're just inputting so much information that they're not retaining. Yeah. Like, for me, like, that's the same thing with, like, reading a book, watching a documentary. Or Maybe they are reading Yeah. But, like, the, the level of people just doing that, like, some people are just doing it for the sake of being productive. Yeah. But... How much information are they actually? Like you can read, you can read all day, but how much time in the day, if you use all of it for reading, can you actually take action? Yeah, that's what it said. You're on what page? 30, 40? Uh, like thirty-five. Okay. I got to the point where he talks about don't focus on your weaknesses too much. He said focus on your strengths because if yeah. you know your strengths, then focus on them. Because if you divert your time and energy away from that and you focus on your weaknesses, which you usually can't change sometimes, you're taking ultimately away from your strengths. Yeah. 
So then you're just weakening yourself altogether. So like right now, I, I what what happened? The reason why I'm studying Italian is because after reading Four Hour Work Week or in the car when we were driving into Nashville, I read the part where it said uh, he Tim wanted to learn a language, and he did, he wrote down speak Chinese with. Uh, a fluent person for 15 minutes a day and then I mentioned in the car and then remember what Andrew said what said dude your mom speaks Italian if my mom spoke Spanish it'd be every day I'd be talking to her yeah and then both of those those things just hit me at that moment because I've been hearing that forever it's like the thing with Toastmasters that you remember when you were like like I've been saying it for a long time yeah and you kept saying you're gonna go like eight months I've been saying it but you never went I actually went twice. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. they... Oh, I, I, like, I, leading up to that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I didn't... They didn't have a thing. They weren't... They were both canceled, which sucks. But, you know, I went. Yeah. I was eager to go. But but that's that's what I've been doing. I've been... And rule two in Beyond Order is... You, you read it. You're reading it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, think about what you could be. And then put all of your focus into that. So I want to be fluent in Italian. That's been my whole lot this past two month and a half. Just this YouTube channel called Professor Dave Explains. He's 150 videos of Italian. Wow. He's helped me a lot. So you're just like learning slowly and you're just applying that. Actually, my family has told me that uh, I've made a lot of progress. But you, here's do you a, talk to your mom often in Italian? When I first started this Italian, yeah. But now it's like maybe every other day I yeah. have a conversation well as long as you're actually applying what you know and at least yeah. like learning so Duolingo too yeah that's good I've used that before it's, I've never been more dedicated to it ever my, my highest streak is like 18 now wow yeah so my highest was like 12 <laughs> mine was 10 you're crushing before. me man you're crushing me <sighs> what were you trying to learn Spanish uh no Russian Oh, so it was recently. Yeah. That was, I think that was like two months ago. Or no, three. I started I started for like a month, and then I stopped doing it because I was just piling on so much. I wanted to do so much. Uh, it just wasn't taking one step at a time. Like, for me, I'm a person that... What's your priority right now? Like, for me, it's just focusing on business. Because I'm going to college for finance. So I want to focus on working my way into a business or creating one. Mm-hmm. And so, like, over the summer be working here for about half a week but the other half of the week I want to try starting a business endeavor where I can at least test the waters figure out how things work you know because like I can go to school I can learn everything mm-hmm. but if I don't apply it then it's absolutely useless <laughs> I'm so excited for you guys man holy shit we're like younger versions of you Marco we're just like like take it back a few years and we're just doing what no 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 I learned a lot from you guys yeah I mean we're always learning off of each other so. yeah it could I, I'll always go back to this. This thing that Cody said, you can learn anything from anybody, any age, whatever. Cody's a smart guy. He really is. Just, just don't, just under, don't really hear it that often. Underestimated. Yeah. That, that, that's my theory, that he's underestimated. But he's, believe me, he says some interesting things like that. Yeah. That's, that's the best one, though. If you sit down and listen to someone, you'd be surprised. They have some interesting stories to tell yeah, Jordan Peterson said that. Like, yeah. You'll be surprised if you really listen to somebody. Active listening. Yeah. And then they tell you the worst fears. It's, it's very... It's, uh, it's 
like earlier this week, Andrew and I were talking about how we see this, uh, these groups of janitors at our school walk around the lunch tables, they collect trash, they clean up the, the commons area before and after lunch. And we always wondered, you know, everyone just looks at them as just janitors, people that just work for, you know, less than average money. And they just work doing cleaning the school, you know, picking up after kids. Like you wonder, like if you sit down and just talk to them for like 10, 15 minutes, what their story is. So we're talking like that guy who was foreign, he could have came from a country where he could have fought in like Iraq or something. Well, we don't know that. Foreign. Just one of the janitors? Yeah, just one of the janitors. And we, we like, he's a foreigner, obviously you can see his accent, but like we don't know if he fought in a war or what's his story, you know? I he, spoke he, to a custodian just, just yesterday. I, I went to St. Isidore so I could go to Toastmasters, but I asked him if Toastmasters was, was, uh, was today, and he said, no, they canceled. But they have been doing it in person lately. Yeah. So that's good. And then him and I talked for like a half hour while I was looking at the books because there was a rummage sale going on. Yeah. Yeah. So but, you're just talking to him, going back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. He had some interesting stuff to say. Like what? He was talking about how... Well, it was the same thing I, I was... I talked to an old man in the parking lot, too, about the similar thing. They kind of just... The conversation kind of evolved naturally into it, but it's like... He's like, when I was a young man, we called... We called our, our uh, adults sir and ma'am. And, like, there was a lot more respect. Yeah. Right? Now it's like... And this, he, he went into this, he's like, you bring, like, pot into work with you and into school and just get high while you're working. It's like, that, that's not very... It's uh, not very mature. Ben, are you that's high fun. right now? I'm not high. No. <laughs> Never been high. Why is that funny? I don't know. I just... Kind of funny. I just imagine myself getting high at work. I wouldn't work, man. I did it before when I was at Kroger, and uh, how did that go? I, it was the worst, one of the worst days of my life, dude. Really? Yeah. I, I don't think I've really even done it since. I haven't smoked in a long time. Yeah. I wish I, I wish I would have taken more initiative during uh, spring break, like talking to strangers. But at the same time, we didn't encounter a lot of strangers. So, like, some days we were just... We could have, though. Like, that we one time have. at the gas station, um, heading through the mountains, remember? Could have said... Yeah, that is actually the exact yeah, thing. I still beat that. myself up over that. Like, the you guy was just standing there. beat yourself up over that? No, I mean, like, not beat myself up. But I was like, I questioned myself. I'm like, I wonder what that guy would have said. First make eye contact? Okay, that's what I've been doing. These mini things. Did you, did you come across the uh, comfort challenge yet? No. Okay, so there's comfort challenges in four-hour work with One of them, my favorite, is make eye contact with someone and don't say anything. So it's like a staring contest. Just a random person. That's what I've been doing here. It says like like two minutes at a time. Like there, like there was this, his friend made a business where it's like, like a date, like a singles night, but all you do, you don't say anything. You just stare into the eyes of the person sitting across from you. For two minutes, three minutes at a time. Wow. To get over your fear of that. And so what I've been doing here is, you know, I can't stare at somebody for three minutes. Yeah, you're just standing off in the corner just like... You have to blink, though. Yeah. You have to blink. You don't want to look like a psychopath. (laughs) Your your eyes are bloodshot, like tears dripping down your face. I've been blinking five minutes straight. Your tears are yellow. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so staring at you. But what I've been doing is, like, as I walk by people... Yeah. Just, just like stare and blink at work 
you'll see you'll be, you'll be seeing me do that and uh, i just been doing, it's been very interesting man and it makes you more comfortable around because, people yeah they don't say anything about it it's it just like like the eye contact is held yeah like especially if you do it with like if you do it with like the girls here like yeah. like to me there's always been something interesting about women and eye contact well i know we talked about a while ago how we talked about handshakes and how like a really firm handshake really translates a lot of different uh feelings and it can really determine what you think about someone yeah. at the same time i feel like eye contact like speaking to someone really determines what you're trying to get across you just made me think of something so person in my group in my in my uh, class for independent study in italian he is an english major he's very interested in literature and he is writing a novel and i was really enjoying talking to him but i, I had to go and i shook his hand and um he didn't really have a firm handshake it would it, it was, was like, like fish. It was like that, yeah. I mean, it wasn't just like that. It was just like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, after you just said that just now, I realized that this guy has so much potential. And the thing we both agreed on was we both want to write. Writers want to write. Yeah. But we make excuses and say, well, I'm tired. I've been working. My brain is fried. And that's true. That can happen. But as the 4-Hour Work League says... You can change your behavior. Don't change your time. Right? Yeah. I, I was thinking on the way to St. Isidore today, because I, I was bringing cash there because I didn't pay for the books that I got. But um, I was thinking that people always say time is money. But it's like, no, money is time. Money is time. You understand? Also, also. Because, let's see if I can articulate this. I had it in my head when I was driving. You work for money you spend time making money however you cannot spend you cannot spend money to make time money is time capisco sure i see i see what you're saying but because it, you're it, wasting it work both ways you're like wasting time, time making money yeah because time is money the more yeah. the more time you waste the more money you waste certain time you could be doing something else for your business but at the same, See? Time, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time money is time because you can't buy time so it's just like it just goes back and forth people do say buy time too yeah but you know you can't really buy time i mean everyone has the same 24 hours in a day so yeah that's right money is time time is money you know who inspired that who Alan Watts. I mean, I haven't really been reading him or really listened to him much, but I, yeah. for like, just like Jordan Peterson, for like a stretch of a year and a half, that was like my main source of like the philosophy and the profound. I found a video of Alan Watts talking about um, just about life in general, like living a fulfilling life, you know. Mm -hmm. I sent that video to Andrew. I'll send it to you. I would like to hear it. He, he's always talking about stuff like that. Yeah. But like, here's, here's what, I mean, I'm not trying to, like, brag, but, like, here, here's the interesting thing. Like, he's always saying stuff like that. Yeah. Like, like, uh, like he's always pointing out, like, what, like, the phrases people say that we just take for granted. But he, I never heard him mention people, him say that money is time. And so that was, like, I, I feel good to be on, like, 
his level even in the slightest. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it really, like even though I don't watch him anymore as much, it makes me feel really, really joyous. Just that I was like, it's still on my mind. Like the way the way he thinks is still on my mind. Have you read any of his books? Two of them. Two of them. Yeah. Which ones? Uh, Dow the Watercourse Way. I know I've read all the way to the last chapter. And then I read the book of the taboo against knowing who you are, which is amazing. The, the, the first thing that, that caught my eye in, that, in the first chapter was, he said, why would God make it so that there is one book that explains the universe? That would be impossible. Yeah. There's multiple books, and all the religions have merit. Yeah, and there's all these different perspectives, so it's not one book that justifies everything. Not at all. I mean, everyone perceives everything differently, so. Yeah. I mean, each, like, some people can classify with other people and say, oh, I, I agree with you on this perspective or this objective, and I think we think similar similarly, but it's not, not everyone can agree with that, so. Mm-hmm. That's why there's billions upon billions of books. Some people yeah. just won't budge. Yeah. Some people will not budge. But that book is, I mean, it's very short. It's like that thin. I'd like to read it again. But I have all of his books, except for like two. Oh, really? Well, I, all of I his. He published like 30 books. I mean, all of his popular books. All popular books. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say, I'm like, he's published over like 30 books. Like, I, I, I bought The Way of Zen, and I brought it with me on that ski trip, but I only read like three pages of it. It was very good stuff. But have you finished it? No. I, I stopped then. It's, it's a ski trip book only? Maybe I'll take it to Italy. <laughs> you realize, like, yeah, I sound stupid right now. <laughs> what books are you taking to uh, Alaska? Um, well, considering there's going to be... I mean, that is an odd. Really, a really long flight to... Um, How long? Like, t- like nine hours? So there's either two ways I think you can take to get to Alaska. You can either fly into Seattle, Washington, and you can fly into Alaska, which we're going into Anchorage. Or you can fly from here to Chicago and you can fly all the way there which is a really long flight from Chicago to Alaska so we're doing the Chicago to Alaska people say they uh wait <laughs> I was just about to say I'll, I'll look up I'll look up the, the flight information but it's it's like some astronomical long flight. you know I always hated long flights but now that I have my books like I'm gonna bring my bible I don't like long flights especially if you cannot fall asleep yeah, I can't fall asleep. That bothers me. Like, I can read a book, but after a while, like, I can't read a book, like, four consecutive hours. No. And then be fine with that. Like, I, w- I would like to take a break. The best I can do is 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. I would like to take a break and then... Not 30. But, I mean, if I have a lot of books, like, I'll be bringing my Bible for our work week, obviously. Um, this book called The Greatest Miracle in the Universe or something, something like that. Um, East of Eden in Italian and there was one more oh yes this book by Daniel Quinn I was, I was featuring wrong. Joe I was wrong. yeah featuring Joe <laughs> I was wrong so the flight from Detroit goes into Minnesota and from there it goes to Alaska so the first flight is an hour and 50 minutes and then the next one is about 6 hours I really like. So it's not like terribly long. How long are you gonna be in Minnesota? Minnesota layover. Um, I think both layovers, like arrival and return, is. And how long is the entire flight? 
total? Yeah. Between like both flights, it should be like eight hours. Mm, okay. To Italy, it's nine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't really stop in the middle of the ocean, so. No. Sorry, guys. We're going to land here. We're going to take off. We're just going to chill. Yeah. Everyone get your uh, life vest ready. You know? We're going to go fishing and uh, get some real Yeah, food. you're going to be the bait. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I'm excited for that trip. Um, definitely for the plane ride. I'm going to bring a book. But, see, I'm packing very light because we're bringing everything that we can backpack with, pretty much. Mm. That we can fit in a car. Mm. And it has to fit on the flight, too. Who among like, your family is going? Who among my family? Okay, so my oldest sister, Jenna. My... She's 22, and then, wait. No, she's 23, I'm mistaken. Mm. Um, and then my other sister, Hope, who's 20. You have a sister named Faith, too? No. Oh, okay. And then I have a brother named Jacob, who's 20 as well. Yeah, I met Jacob. So. I'd like to talk to Jacob again. Yeah, Maybe we could have Jacob on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, could do that. That'd be interesting. So? I really don't talk to him that much in depth. Hmm. I mean, I hardly see him that much, so because he gets home at like eight, nine o'clock, and I'm in bed by eight, nine, ten o'clock. He's doing woodworking too. That's, yeah, that's what building, he was doing. Building right? a box, dude. Holy crap! Building a box? Yeah. For what? Just put stuff, put stuff in. in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not just like a, just his own thing, not like a project. No, it was it was for his girlfriend. Oh, that yeah. is fucking cool. Oh, it's so sweet. Yeah, it is. He's making something with his bare hands. He's like Jesus, being a carpenter. <laughs> I compare my brother to Jesus. Oh my God, that's Okay, funny. he's not, the only reason why he's Jesus is because he's a carpenter. He's okay? a disciple. Disciple of God. Yeah. Benjamin, 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 Benjamin. Benjamin. This trip of yours. Yes. The greatest thing you can do on a vacation is jumble all this stuff together that that is going to benefit your future and your near present. Yeah. And like for me, it's like this Italian. I want to be a fluent Italian speaker. So I, I am doing that right now. And I will be doing that for the two months that I'm in Italy. And I will come back and I'll be speaking greater than I ever have. And I'll be calling you Guido. Yes, you will. Because I will be saying, Buongiorno principessa. Except for this time, I feel like you wouldn't be like being all sarcastic and funny, saying it that way. You'd actually be saying it in like a very serious way. Oh my god, I'm gonna need a translator with me at all times. <laughs> yeah. But also, it's the history. The history of Italy. I've been watching these, uh, this YouTube channel called The Great War about Mussolini and um, how he was part of the Socialist Party before World War One, and uh, greatly admired the leaders of the Socialist Party. Yeah. And after, in the wake of World War One, when everything was shit, you know, because they weren't supposed to go in that war anyway, because they did shitty in the first place. But um, Mussolini, you know, invented fascism. And that's something that, it's, it's a morbid fascination, I guess you could call it. And that's what the that's what the that's what the book is about. Act two takes place in those foundations of Mussolini's rise to power, and uh, and learning this history, like going to Milan, yeah. like like I I am going to I am going to like 
milk the hell out of my visit to Milan. It's gonna be one day. I'm all the museums I'll be like, I'm gonna be like asking the tour guide like questions like, like. Mussolini really say that? Or like, <laughs> did he really? Like, yeah, yeah, I, I have, I have the, the video recording right here. Can I film you? Like, like, Jake told me that, I don't know if this is true, but Jake Weber, who was on this podcast, told me that Mussolini tried to ban carbs from the, from the diet. Like, he had this, like, plan set up. And he's like, no more spaghetti. And, like, all the Italians, like, rebelled, like, so hard against him. No more carbs. No more. I think it was just pasta. So it was like a pasta revolution. Yeah. Sounds. I don't badass. think it lasted long. Sounds badass. I could like I could incorporate that in the book. The people will be talking about. Like, hey, he's trying to take our pasta away. What's what's with the pasta revolution? A, but the thing is, people actually liked it. But like that book, the the place on the, the hotel on Place Vendome about that hotel in Paris. Yeah. The Germans revolted against the Nazis. So obviously there's going to be Italians revolting the against Aryan the Nazis. The Aryan race. Yes. The Aryans. The Aryan race of Germany. Sound like you're like the megaphone speakers. And the time has come to ban spaghetti from the menu of the Italian life. This will continue throughout the year and you cannot eat the pasta. It's non buona. Perché you cominciare eh, a grasso e brutto. <laughs> Grazie <laughs> e buonanotte. Sound like sound like a sound like martial law taking over. You're on like the megaphone. You're speaking to all the people that are like locked up in their houses. No more pasta. Stay inside your homes. Yeah. Don't revolt. We will start. Start monendo. And, and like hell is in the air. No more pasta. The streets are barren. The street. People are depressed. They're hungry. Yeah. That's what it happened to people. Oh, the movie. Movie, speak of the movie. Uh, I want to read, no, watch. You want I'm to read the movie? I want to read the movie, subtitles only, no picture. No picture, just, just I just imagine I would throw. It's called The Motorcycle Diaries. Um, the I, believe, I believe it's a Spanish movie. Yeah. Moto Chicreta. Journal. It came out in 2004. Giornale di motocicletta. Um, let's see. Il podcast è 27 minuti. Adesso. Okay, I'll read, uh, I'll read the little short description of it. On a break before his last semester of medical school, Ernesto Che Guavera travels with his friend Alberto Granando. Uh, from Brazil to Peru by motorcycle. The two men soon witnessed the great disparities in South America, encountering poor peasants and observing the exploration of labor by wealthy industrialists. When they reach a Repe colony in Peru, Ernesto's values have changed so much that he sides with the sufferers for getting his own comfort. That reminds me of that one video you sent in the group chat that nobody watched about that guy 
going on the street with nothing but his phone and food. Oh, the the millionaire who goes uh, starts from zero. Yeah, yeah. Was that in the was that in the text group chat? Mm-hmm. Ducks, ducks the, group the chat. Duck tech, yeah. Um. That yeah. sounds like an interesting I've actually movie. That, I've actually seen that twice now. Where where the hero is is transformed. Millionaire goes. What's the actual title of it? So people can watch it if they want to. Millionaire goes homeless to prove anyone can make a million dollars. He does this in. He tries to do this in a year. So it's twelve months. Yes, YouTube. and it's under Leon Hendricks. And I believe the actual YouTube channel of the man who did this is called the Millionaire Project. So he was very close to achieving it. But yeah. This is a much better podcast than last time. How long was the previous podcast? On a Wednesday, right? Maybe like a little over an hour, hour and ten. I feel like if you do a short podcast, like if you give yourself a time limit of 30 minutes, 35 minutes, then you really want to talk about quality content and really cover a lot. You'll come across that in the 4-Hour Workweek where he talks about how if you treat your assignments and your projects or your essays or anything as if you have one day to complete it or two days to complete it or one sitting to complete it rather yeah you will put your best work in if you care about it obviously you know that that does apply to me for some things i do like essays or projects it just depends on how you feel about the project actually. yeah like if you if you feel that like you're really excited to write about it and you know you can get like this flow state going where you're just like writing you just feel really good and you have all these ideas flowing around then yeah like for me I can do that but if it's like a project I dread then I'll absolutely procrastinate and I'll just do as much or no as minimal work as possible and I'll just do a really crappy job so that's interesting I mean you compare this to my research project remember I was talking about my research project yeah prior to our trip uh, I didn't do good on it and I had so much time to do it like I had like she announced it in the beginning of the year how many months did you have? Uh, I had like three months to do it. Three months? Yeah. Holy and, crap. And I did really bad on it. Like, uh, How much time did you spend on it? Um, as much, probably as, you, like as, much as you would like. Maybe, as much as I, maybe like, I mean, I did it for like an hour a day at one point. So you multiply that by seven. So like over 14 hours I spent on it. Over three months. Over three months, yeah. I mean, it came out pretty poor. Oh, yeah. Really bad. If you would have done something different, what would it be? I actually sat down and talked to my professor about this uh, after class was over. And so what I did was, here's here's how I explained it. I said to her, I guess what I did was I was looking at this giant feast on Thanksgiving dinner. I started piling all this shit on my plate. Like all these factors, all these independent variables, dependent variables. Okay. The alarm for break has went off. It's a sign. And, uh, but Marco will finish up on his tangent about what would he have done different. My I Thanksgiving guess. dinner. Yeah. Probably <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner. So it would, my, what I did was a factorial design. And a factorial design has... Um, multiple factors in it and what everybody else did I assume 
was something easier, like a correlational design, which is like, for example, like, well, first of all, it's not, it's not as complex. Like the factorial design is like, is like you have two groups and then uh, they, both, they both participate in separate treatments and then you switch them and then they, they participate in the opposite treatments. And there can be like three factors in one treatment and three factors in, in the other treatment. And it was just so big and I went way too fucking big. Like, like it should have been like two, one group or two groups and then focusing just on their treatments. Instead I went like back and forth and then fucking like spiral. I, I, it's it's like it's psychological terminology. So like between subjects and within subjects, and I hate it. It's like it. the it's like the term kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. I am stupid. I, I try. I try to live by that, man. Because I always focus on trying to make something so good, like a project or an idea, just something in my life really good. And I try to make it complicated, and all these factors included. And I just like I step back. I'm like, dude, what am I doing? Like for like powerpoints that I've done in like past month for my English class, or for a project that I do in my mechatronics class. Like, dude, like I don't have to make it complicated. Like if I can do it, I can do it. And if I know what I'm doing and I feel good about it, then just stick to that. But I don't have to make something really complicated for it to be good. So I'd rather just simplify what I know and put down the basics and then go into depth with that. So I put down. It's like a Thanksgiving feast. It's like picking up everything and then describing it into detail rather than just describing like categories of food and making it much simpler. Instead, I'm picking out every little thing and then describing it. The table itself versus lifting the, the plates up and saying, this is very good. Well, this is the meats. This is the vegetables. This is the stuffing. Okay, I understand. Yeah. See, I did my project on... Uh, forms of video game violence that affect adolescent behavior. Oh. And there was one group that did the peaceful games. The other group did the violent games. Did you find no correlation between them? I mean, it, it, was, it was a hypothetical experiment. Yeah. But I did, I found a bit of a correlation. But the problem area is this. On the violent side, you have two games that they play. One is a cartoon violence game. The other is a uh, like you know realistic looking game. Yeah. And then on the opposite, it's the peaceful side, obviously. And there was just way too much shit going on, man. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be so set on on this break. Like I'm not gonna have anything to worry about. And then after break, I'm like, uh oh, whoa. Oh, no. Oh. But then I talked to my professor and... Uh, explain yourself. I explained myself and she cleared things up for me. She sent me to... Um, An insane asylum? No. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Malatesta at Oakland who opened, opened uh, my mind for me. Or helped me open my mind. Uh, and that, that sparked the, uh, the sequence of advisors I've been going to. Like I, I've seen like... Talked to like four or five different advisors. That's good. 
Because I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I got to do the same thing. So. On that note, we are going to end this beautifully short and very detailed and fruitful podcast. Yes, a cliffhanger. Neither of us know what we're doing. Yes. Tune in next time. To we find are lost. Out. Oh, perduto. Perdutiamo. Okay, we are on lost. That, on that note, we have a lost Italian. Um, <laughs> this is episode 24, correct? Yes. No, 23. 23? Yes. Well, this is episode 23. Ducks on the podcast. Another yeah. beautifully short episode. Hope you guys enjoy your weekend. And uh, we will see you in the next episode. Buonanotte, principessa.